Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. We are two guys, one Everyone relax, uh, this is a Two Guys One Cup, an AFL adjacent podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson and we are doing our extended season preview. Um, we've recorded these in bulk, eked them out over the last six weeks. So you'll be hearing this a couple of weeks out from uh, the opening round. We've made and, it into uh, February though. All the rest up till this point yeah. were recorded in January. So at least we're <laughs> slightly <laughs> topical in that we're in the first week of February. And I have felt that within like there's been a lot of stuff in the media this yes. week about the football. I'm like, oh, we should talk about that. I'm like, oh, hang on. It's going to be like two weeks old by the time people hear this. So I'm not sure if people want to hear opinions on the bounce being retained. I mean, do you have a, an opinion on that? Well, uh, look, yeah, n- not really is the answer to that question. <laughs> whatever. Like, whatever, whatever. What are they going to do for the pocket profiles, though? Isn't that like a – that's like one of the essential yeah. questions. Is bounce like, should the bounce no be retained? Bounce. Well, like, I mean, this keeps that alive, though. <laughs> that, this keeps that question alive. If they've got rid oh, of the bounce, have a break from it. Right? It's like the Republic debate. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> referendum fails. Yeah. We bloody settled it, mate. We don't need to talk about <laughs> yeah. it anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the thing that I, I remember the last episode that we recorded because obviously during this breakdown, what we do is we try to remember who the captains of the teams are. And what I have noticed, in we had quite an impassioned discussion oh, yes. around the Sydney Swans and who their captain <laughs> or captains might be, which has not been released yet, I don't think. Uh, but in the time since we've recorded that episode... Um, no, it has come oh, out. It has come out. Okay, that's good. Well, there, yeah, there, yeah. there's been an update now that the Sydney Swans, which I think this is worth <laughs> commenting on, is that the Sydney Swans yeah. have one captain. It is Callum Mills the guy who got injured on Mad Monday and is out for most of the season, <laughs> they have decided should have full responsibility of being the captain of the club, which I've got to say, kudos, Sydney. I'm pretty into that as an idea of you leaning into the guy. No, he is our leader. He's the one that we want to follow. Well, it feels like such a, you know, Sydney, the home of Kyle and Jackie O. Yes. This feels like a publicity stunt daily to create content. some kind of yeah. artificial beef by pissing off Kane Corns. Yeah. <laughs> so suddenly there's like some kind of publicity war. It gets them on the front page of the paper. Yeah, next thing you know, there'll be an altercation between Errol Goulden and uh, Jacob <laughs> Lordy at the Clavelli <laughs> Hotel, a reference I'm sure will date well in this book recording. <laughs> Uh, what has also been ramping up, uh, Will, is um, the AFL media, both club yes. and AFL central media, the I've digital teams that. are pumping out a, a bunch of content. I've noticed and, that the uh, conversation, like before you get into the thing you're going to do, like I reckon when we were bulk recording these in January, there was that real sense of we're in here doing this but nothing is really happening at this point. The mainstream yeah. media hasn't sort of – like, the, yeah, the clubs were doing their own content, but there didn't seem to be a big footy narrative discussion. But I've noticed in the last week or so it started to to build. It started to mm. become more prevalent in all the sporting shows. And Do you sort of feel like – because I listened to AFL Daily started up again when we were recording this this week and the uh, it was Sarah Ollie and, and Purple, Damien Barrett, and – 
they opened with, um, does Ross Lyon have too much power at Moorabbin? And I was, even I was like, wasn't that last week's story? Like, haven't we, I mean, haven't we already moved past that? But do you give them a pass because it's, well, it's only Damo and Sarah's first week back, so they get to do with two guys, one cup, and hark back to a thing that happened weeks ago. Yeah, everything that's happened up until that point that you haven't talked about is fair game, but only for, like, okay. the first couple of episodes. But I guess with the Ross thing, nothing's changed since it was a story. Like, if it was a story mm. last week, whether he has too much power or not, well, he's still got the exact same amount of power this week. So it is still a story. <laughs> it is still something that is worth talking about. <laughs> and one day I'm going to do a clip of Damien Barrett. Just next time you're listening to him, like see how long he runs a sentence on for. Like I tried to um, tra- like use an auto transcribe thing to see like how, wh- when's the next, wh- when's the full stop? Because he will get on a, a train of thought and just keep talking and the train will jump tracks and go back and forth and back and forth. And he's quite verbose in terms of like the the words he chooses to use. Just next time you're listening to Damien Barrett, just like a quote, just watch how long it goes on for. Yeah, he has a train of thought that sometimes when you get on a train and you realise it's not stopping at all stations, it's the express yeah. <laughs> and it's just going to keep going and going. But it's, it's like Sarah will be like, uh-huh. so what are your expectations for the Eagles? Well, not not great. I mean, they are an okay side, but you know, they the administration has done a, a really poor job by not letting Adam Simpson, uh, you know, uh, go out to pasture. They've kept him on, and that you know, in uh, not no uncertain terms, is 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 um, that's a crazy when you look at it. But then again, you think about the history of the Eagles, and they are a proud club. They do have a strong history. But I don't know, Sarah. I look at that and I wonder, just you know, where is the improvement going to come from? Because that list, you know, although quite talented, you know, really. <laughs> underperformed and I, I I just I don't know but yeah I'm not backing them I mean the Eagles you could back and like that is <laughs> that is good honestly that is actually quote. really good <laughs> until yeah. that moment I wasn't really sure what you were talking about I was like okay well this is something that clearly Charlie has noticed but now that you've said it out loud he does talk like that you're absolutely right and I'm gonna proffer a theory that a lot of Damo's work done with Hutchie but also done mm. in that footy commentary box at Triple M where, you know, you're surrounded by the big personalities of a Brian Taylor or a JB or these sort of people. And in those shows, like, you know, The Rub and those sort of shows, the footy news component of that, like I would say generally if they look at their run sheet each week, like I would say about footy news is about 3% and sort of general mm. Bullying is like about 97%, yes. right? And yeah. so I reckon if you're Damo, like it's you've got to get as much of your like footy information out in one answer because you know the second question is going to be like, was your hair so dumb, Damo? <laughs> <laughs> Four eyes. Do you reckon like he has an uh-huh. element of Red Simons about him, a bit of a kind of wet blanket kind of negative Nancy Damien Barrett. Like do you, when he's asked for his take on something, do you ever feel like he's going to be effusive in his praise or is it always going to be like a slightly negative take? Well, I feel like, I don't feel like Damo is especially negative, but I think that by contrast to the company he finds himself in because, you know, Hutchie is football's P.T. Barnum, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> You know, a guy who can spin his way out of any situation. And then you've got, you know, like I said, that sort of 
ebullient like jocularity of the triple M commentary teams and stuff that he's working in. So I think that insofar as the contrast, like the sweet and mm. salty of it all, I think you do notice that he has a more you know, he's got a cynical journalistic. He's not a cheerleader for yeah. the AFL, even though he like is doing his show on an AFL channel, <laughs> the one place <laughs> where they would probably hope that he would be a cheerleader for the <laughs> AFL. <laughs> <laughs> so footy media has ramped up and something caught my eye um they've got the players out you know they're obviously doing all media week and mm-hmm. you know the club photo team photos and all that kind oh, yeah. of stuff and um they did this one with a bunch of players where i guess the thing was it's a montage of players commenting on like anachronistic logos and technology i guess stuff from you know all around the era of when they were young sort of early 2000s mm. stuff so when, when one of we the, were their age you mean from the era when yeah. we were their age <laughs> exactly <laughs> but one player who's featured quite heavily is uh matt rowell mm. uh, so this Good. is going to be an impromptu preseason rowling coverage update because just watch these clips i've prepared okay. Great. And tell me, like sometimes we create a persona for a player that, mm-hmm. you know, we admit is not fair. Like, you know, yeah, our comfort fiction is a perfect example. You know, Nat Fife, Ben Cunnington, probably nothing like the personalities we've created. But our pigeonholing of Matt Rowell as this kind of like grandfather in a young man's body, just just watch okay. how he goes. Okay, so the first thing they show them uh, is a, a – the, you remember LimeWire, the file-sharing platform? <laughs> From early 2000s. I mean, do you remember this? Vaguely. Okay, you and Matt Rowell are on the same page. So they're showing the players the LimeWire logo. LimeWire. 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 Lime. LimeBuck. Lime <laughs> <laughs> Is that a um, board game by any chance? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so his first guess is LimeBuck. Because that's fair enough. Like, you know, you get those line bikes you can hire. (laughs) But then to follow up with, is that a board game by any chance? I mean, it looks like the kind of, it's got a touch of the trivial pursuit boards. If it was only questions about one particular colour, it's got a bit of that slice of pie about it. I can see where he might have got that from. But also what I'm enjoying very much is the dynamic of the Noah Anderson, Matt Rowe, best friends combination. Like already the amusement that Noah Anderson is getting out of Matt Rowe, suddenly you get a real sense of, I think this is the dynamic in their entire relationship. A hundred percent. This is the kind of guy who would hide his footies, Mm. you know, like set up a prank, (laughs) (laughs) hide his footies. All right. So the next thing they showed the players was um, there there was this uh, toy called Beyblades in the late 90s, early 2000s, which is basically like spinning tops and you'd battle them in a little stadium. So this is Beyblades. Have a listen to Matt Rowell's guess. These are things you spin and you battle against the other ones in the ring. It's called a... This, Such would be battle. This is Callum Ward. Battle Star. Battle Star Galactica. Matt Rouse, guess. They played a battle. Battle Star Galactica. I mean, he's. Like, that reference is even too old for us. But also. He's just doing word association. He's just literally <laughs> thinking of words that he's heard of that he doesn't understand and hoping that perhaps... Oh, he kind of plays this game like he yeah. plays footy, see ball, get ball. Yeah. Like he's not waiting. 
he's going to like, he's just going to charge in there and at all costs just trying to extract, just extract the answer. Also, I think that, you know, of all people, you're talking about like he's got an Encino man, you know, like existence in that I think that he's been so concentrating on footy that the idea of other popular culture, just none of it, like he hasn't picked up. <laughs> Like, yeah, some people haven't picked up the specific thing, but he's also picked up nothing to contextualise it. Like he doesn't know yeah. that Battle, Battlestar Galactica, what it might be to be able to rule it out in this situation. <laughs> it's just all pop culture noise yeah. to him because all he sees is 52 yeah. footies when he closes his eyes. That's the only hobby he's ever had. Right, so this last one, um, it was like trading cards, manga-inspired trading cards called Yu-Gi-Oh!, just listen to his answer. Pokemon Go. <laughs> Hang on, no. Uno. Uno. You, uh, Kino, not Uno. Close. <laughs> is it like a... Uh, I had these cards, I reckon. Uh, is it like Yu, Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's start off. He says Pokemon, and then he says Uno, and they say no, and then he says no, not Uno, you know. <laughs> no, he thinks <laughs> the problem is no. that he's mispronounced Uno, and they weren't going to accept <laughs> Uno as an answer, but they were going to accept you know. Which, by the way, I was like, because I had forgotten that they were called Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever they're called, um, I was like, well, how has he got uno or you know but he actually was going in the right direction he had a sense yeah, of you. what the name of it was but i loved <laughs> yeah. the revolution the, uh, the sorry the revelation that he had possibly even had these cards but had paid so little <laughs> attention to them they had stuck with him so little that he still could not remember what they were and it goes to my theory that he doesn't know what other things are either because you and i mm. wouldn't have said you know in that situation because we know what the game Uno or You Know is, right? We can you know, rule it yeah. out in the same way as we could rule out Battlestar Galactica as being the answer because <laughs> we know what that is. But he, all because all pop culture other than footies is exactly the same to him, he doesn't have the capacity to rule out bad answers. I would love to see a Noah Anderson, mm. Matt Rowell, like, it doesn't have to be a reality series. Like, make it a sitcom, script it for them. Or maybe not, actually. Maybe a reality series is what we want. We want to see more of this, right? I just think it's this sort of banter. Like, I mean, I don't think you have yeah. to take it out of this. So I reckon you just, you need a third person asking the questions to sort of prompt, like, the, like this is a good relationship in that it gives Noah some time to just laugh you know, you need that. So you just need them in examples of situations where it could be an ongoing series where there's always a yeah. third person asking some sort of questions, hopefully yeah. about modern life, not just popular culture, but I think, you know, various mm. scenarios and then just getting a real sense of how Matt Rowell sees the world and how Noah Anderson mm. sees Matt Rowell. That's, that's the vibe, I think. And you could feature mm. like... Some some like different kind of Gold Coast personalities, like maybe Tony Cochran, good, like features good. in like two or three episodes, yeah. like Wacky Neighbor, like Uncle Tony's coming to stay. Yeah. He, you know, he's uh, not involved in the club anymore, but he likes to visit and see you know two of the boys he brought in. And there's always some wacky hijinks that he gets involved in. I mean, it feels like they would be great on like a um, uh, Family Feud episode, like you know. Oh, so yeah. if you had Matt Rowell, you've got Noah Anderson. 
you've got Tony Cochran, and you've got Dimmer. That's your family feud. They, they do a Gold Coast <laughs> family feud and you get to get what each of their answers are to different situations. I think that would be compelling <laughs> television. Um, did you see, uh, as, just by the way, speaking what? of the Gold Coast, because, I mean, mm. we have, like, again, we have joked about on this show many times what the Gold Coast should be doing and one of the things that we have said is that they should be buying the Candyman Mansion, the Candy Shop Mansion. Mm. Did you see that the Candy Shop Mansion is available for sale at the moment? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So twenty to sixty million dollars is what they're saying for the Candy Mansion. Twenty to sixty. Yeah, twenty to sixty. That is a quite a <laughs> wide range of prices, don't you think? My guess like 20 is twenty to sixty. My guess is if we were made, if the Gold Coast were able to make them a firm offer of twenty two, we'd get it. I reckon in cash. Yeah. <laughs> twenty two in cash, we get 22 it. Twenty two in cash, I reckon we'll get the job done, right? But I had a, it meant that there was quite a good breakdown on the um, real estate pages of all the various features of the Candy Mansion, and it is so set up for a football team. Like you've got okay. your cinema for viewing your like mm-hmm. your footage of you know like post the game. Yep. You've got Monday review. You've got your pool for your like you know, um, uh, like p- post game recovery recovery sessions. Like it's literally, genuinely, I think an argument could be made. So yes, go but on. there's not. They need training facilities though. That's the only issue, right? Is there enough? Is there enough grass or is there enough land around it that they could? Do drills? Oh no no no! This is like I mean I think we we it's a separate venue. It's a second venue. If the Gold okay, Coast right. is about anything, so it's the about clubhouse is in a different spots. Yeah. The track, yes, right, okay, yeah, yeah. You, right, but I think sense. there is yeah. space here to move the club in. Have all the functions. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the sponsors you would get on the Gold Coast if you could just invite them over to? And this is where I mean we move Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson into the Candy Mansion, right? <laughs> That's that's the I think show. We've, we've nominated like four or five different Gold Coast players to take over the Candy Mansion. This is our very own Game of Thrones. Like, who will yeah. seize the keys to the? Ca- in I fact, mean, that is the reality series. Yes, that's it. Who is going to sit the on the Candy, the candy Mansion throne? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now we have to actually get into the team yeah, previews because right. uh, we've already it. done uh, 20 minutes on this episode. We haven't started talking about football proper. Um, so we've worked reverse uh, anti-alphabetically up the ladder. Yes. We're now at, at Frio. Um, so uh, let's do uh, captain and, and coach. Uh, always get, This is an easy one to check out because there's John Longmire and there is... Justin... Uh, Justin Longmuir. Muir, Yes. Not Jason, Justin Longmuir. Justin Longmuir, definitely Justin Longmuir. And the captain is Alex Pierce. Oh, yeah, good. I was going to struggle with that one, but you're absolutely right. I think it's certainly. Am I right? It certainly was last year. It doesn't say who the captain is. That's so unusual. It just says Justin. I'm going to have to Google that. I've been going off the same website. I think it will be. Who is. Captain of the Fremantle Doctors. Do- doctors. <laughs> Alex Pierce. It is Alex Pierce. That's Proud it. Pierce, yeah. the lead again in 2024, say the Fremantle Football Club. Um, being um, vo- voted okay. in by the playing and coaching group. 
Now, before we get to their reigning best and fairest, do you want to know how their voting system works? Yes, this please. This is uh, something we've discovered this year, that each club has its own uh, voting system. So in Fremantle, uh, following each game, senior coach Justin Longmuir and four coaches, and they name the coach. We don't need all this information, but it, just so you know, Josh Carr, Matthew Boyd, Jamie Graham, and Joel Corey allocate up to five votes to each player based on how they perform their role, meaning a player can receive up to 25 votes in a game for an elite performance. And that... Will is a sensible voting system. One to five, easy to understand. I mean, one to five is easy to understand. However, 25 is still like a lot to be... I mean, it is a simple system at least. Everyone gets like a similar vote. There's no sort of the coach's vote counts for the exact same amount as the other four combined. Yeah, veto or, rights yeah. or some shit. <laughs> All these other ones that the other clubs seem to have. So there's a simplicity to this. That I admire. I still think that 25 votes is a lot for you to be able to get in any particular round. But, but yeah, okay. Um, okay, so who do we think won? So Caleb Sarong would be up there, right? Um, is there anyone else but him? That, that's the... Well, I mean, Caleb Sarong, I know he the one, he, who's the one who went, to, um, who went to Collingwood at the end of the year? So oh, Caleb the, Sarong, the forward. No, that's the small yeah. forward. What is his um, name? <laughs> anyway, he's good too, right? That, that guy whose name we can't remember. Well, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, uh, it has to be Caleb Sarong, I think. Caleb Sarong. Or Brayshaw. I honestly, he had a really good season. Like he's the one that I remember everybody saying, you know, he really stepped up. He was, you know, and I can't remember anyone else saying anything else about anyone else. So I'm going to say based okay. on that, Caleb Sarong. But if you uh, ask me, both... name the top five, I'm going to really struggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be able to name number two at least. Uh, Luke Jackson. Uh, no, he came in at fourth. Okay. We just mentioned uh, him. Great player. Was probably one of the best players in the competition in 2022. Uh Sorry, uh, Andrew Brayshaw. Andrew Brayshaw. Andrew Brayshaw. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, a defender comes in third. Uh, Two first names. Oh, um, oh. So it's not Brennan Cox. It's. Um, uh, well, I say two first names, but his surname is also a very common surname. But it's also a first name. Uh, he's, uh, he's that, uh, but he's a big backman, isn't he? He's like he's the yes. consistently one Pierce. of their gun players. Yeah. And he, I, his name is escaping. Give me a clue. Um, it rhymes with puke flying. <laughs> no, can't get it from that. That is a tough clue. <laughs> is it Luke Ryan? <laughs> it's Luke Ryan. <laughs> and then uh, tying for fifth, Sam Switowski and Lucky Schultz. Lucky Schultz is the one That's who went That's the to, one who went to, yeah, Collingwood. To Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. What is our vibe on the Dockers? I mean... I I don't know if it's – I think it's because Frio, like, you know, the the Dogs of the Saints or North mm -hmm. Melbourne, you know, one of the smaller clubs, when the stink goes on one of our clubs, we become irrelevant really, really quick. Like, because we don't have the giant fan bases to keep us on the front of the papers, as soon as we have, a, like, a underwhelming season, doesn't matter how good the previous season was, everyone goes off us. And I think that's what happened to Frio last year. They were really, really exciting and impressive in 2022. And then the stank <laughs> of 2023, all of a sudden, like, Justin Longmuir's job's on the line. That's what they're saying. That's when, the scuttlebutt. That's what 
I mean, I think that that is probably the case if they have another season, another disappointing season. I, it's so hard to tell with Frio, isn't it? It's because they were so good the previous year. And even last year when they finally did get their game together, when they're up and about, they're a very exciting team to watch and you can see all the upside and all the possibility and, like, they do have a bunch of gun younger players, like, you know. So you can see the potential for them to be a really good team and they should have a fortress at home, you know. Mm, but and they didn't last year no. at all. And North beat them. <laughs> I – it's hard to t- – because they are – of all the teams going around, when they're bad – they look hopeless. Like they look like they can't play. When they're at their worst, you just can't see any of the upside. And then, you know, when they start playing well, you're like, oh, hang on. No, no, I can see plenty of positive stories here. But they really, when they're bad, they're bad. And I saw them be bad a couple of times. And boring. Like boring Mm. and unadventurous when they're they're not playing well. (sighs) But, you know, Jackson and Darcy are both... Gun big men. They've got like, you know, Brayshaw and Sarong and like, you know, if they could just get work out what to do with Fife still and they've, they've got, got and they've got Tabner up forward yeah. and that other kid who's good, the Amos, Jay Amos. Yes. And um, then oh. their back line's pretty strong. So they've got like talent all across the board, yeah. but you just don't know. Maybe it is Justin Longmuir. Maybe are we calling for Justin Longmuir's head? <laughs> well, I think if the Bulldogs have a bad season and Frio have a bad season, then, like, if Bevo was available to go to Frio, then I think that might be something that Frio would look at. So... Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. If the Bulldogs have a bad season? Well, I mean, the, that, that's the only way they get Bevo, is the Bulldogs have to have had, like, a season where they missed the finals. Where's his contract at? He's still you got know? another year after that. It'd have to be a mutual, okay. you know... So there'd have to be reason for him to go, you know. That, Imagine that. You guys get Justin Longmuir. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. You already took Rory Lobb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a Bevo, but Come you on. have to take Rory Lobb back. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, the, the it's the inverse. Like the, the Frio keep taking all these yeah. Bulldogs legends and they keep just dumping these hacks on you. Um, I think that they're a middle six team probably. Okay, top six, middle six, bottom six. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They seem like middle six, but you could easily see them. If, if they fell to bottom six, you wouldn't entirely be surprised, right? They're, they're the most middle six team I think that I've nominated so far in that if they get it all together, they could literally finish, you know, like at the top of that middle six or you could absolutely see them as the team most likely to not not be in that middle six, you know? It, they, <laughs> you're just all or nothing with Frio. Yeah. We yeah. are two guys, one car. Let's move on to everyone's favourite football team, the Essendon Football Club. And have you noticed like a shift in tone? It's sort of taken – it's been a slow build, but Essendon have become like the new Collingwood. It's okay to hate Essendon and make fun of Essendon. Like I know that there's always been an element of that because they're a big four Victorian club, but I feel like it's an easy punchline now to make fun of Essendon. Well, yeah, I think you're right. 
And I think sometimes the reason that low-hanging fruit is so popular is that it's low-hanging. It's the easiest fruit to get. And so... <laughs> yeah, it fills you right up. Feel good. Essendon have provided a lot of low-hanging fruit for people to feast on. Uh, but I also think that you, what you noted is part of it, that Collingwood used to be fill some of that void. And because Collingwood mm. isn't really that team that can be that punchline at the moment, then I think that more Essendon has flowed into the void <laughs> that was available. <laughs> Because you you do need like that villain, and that and it's not you can't do it to a North or a Frio or a St Kilda no. or Bulldogs or whatever because it's it's bullying then. So you've got to go for a big. Well, club. it was kind of also. So I think they're probably like it's also that Carlton have got their act together as well. It's like they used yeah. to be like a, fingers crossed though. For, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, Essendon fans of all, up. I think, would be the ones who are like, make them the punchline again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, remember what we can about the Bombers. We know that their coach is Brad Scott. Brad Scott, yep, easy. I'd imagine their, their captain, captain is Zach Merritt. Would be Zach Merritt. I would All right. guess. We seem pretty confident. Let's go straight to the answer. Yeah. Yes, we are correct. Brad Scott and Zach Merritt. Now, mm. last year, I can't recall a single thing about Essendon. Like, did they have an? Did they win an Anzac Day? Did they lose? Bad, did something, what, name me, uh, what was the biggest story on the field for the Bombers last year? What did they do? Hmm. I can't even know. I don't even know where they finished. Was it like got, just outside no, the I've got no idea. I literally cannot <laughs> it's like remember. They it's like they didn't even have a year last year. There it's, was, it's weird. Was it last year that there was debate around Parish and whether Parish would re-sign with the club? That feels like that was... Last year, and then he ended up having a pretty good season and resigning. I think um, uh, Stringer was Stringer injured or not injured? Um, Peter Wright, he had a good. He won the best and fairest the year before, and then okay. he and then he was, was injured, injured this year large, for a large part of the year. Well, last year, last yeah. year, um, did they? No, I can't think of anything. See, this is a weird, right? For such Tip a and Woody? Club. Did Tip and Woody come back and then retire he again? Came back and then retired yeah. again. Yeah. Um, um, was Draper out for a bit? Yeah. Did he kick goal of the year? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Last year? I reckon that, that might have been last year. Whew. Essendon. Yeah. See, there's yeah, not, not a lot, lot to go lot, on. is there? So from that, who would you say yeah. is the reigning best? I mean, Zach Merritt, I guess. Well, actually, let's before we get to that, let's go how the voting works. Yes. Oh, geez. Essendon clearly could not be bothered answering this question. They gave just a two-line answer. The voting system consists of five coaches giving the players rank from zero to five. Okay. So it's exactly the same as Frio. Yeah. And then it can be overruled um, by various coterie groups behind the scenes. Well, just because we're so vague on Essendon, let's count uh, down 10 to 6. I'll just okay, tell you who great. they are so you can rule great. some people out. All right. So Dyson Heppel came in 10th. Sam Durham came in at ninth. Darcy Parrish came in at eighth. Jai Caldwell came in at seventh. And Nick Martin uh, came in at sixth. So I can tell you that Jai Caldwell came from the Giants and Nick Martin was a VFL call-up last year who made a real impact, like a mature age recruit. I remember something about them now, which is there was a player who used to sort of play in the back line who became a forward 
last season oh, and yes. then had a really good season. Ended up kicking like <laughs> 50 goals or, yeah. or something like Langford. that. Langford. Yeah. So Chris Langford. Kyle and fullback Kyle Chris Langdon. <laughs> Kyle Langford. Kyle Langdon. Something? No. <laughs> Kyle Langdon, not Chris Langford. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Cal Hooker. <laughs> I'm like, didn't he retire like three years ago? Okay. So um, their best and fairest is Zach Merritt. Zach Merritt. Um, Carl Langford came in second. Okay. Third mm-hmm. defender has a ponytail or at least had a ponytail for a portion of the game. Seemed to have hung on to that ponytail about two or three years too long since since man buns were in. I know who you're talking about. Um, he actually had a really good uh, season, didn't shares he? Shares a name with a rapper. Is it 50 Cent? No. <laughs> Hang on. Let me see. I think there's no. a... Yeah, okay. So the the rapper, I'll give you clues about the rapper okay. and that should be... Okay. Um, uh, so he's a rapper, DJ and record producer. He rose to fame. Uh, he rose to fame in the early nineties as an artist on the Def Jam label. He's known for his collaborations with his close friend Method Man, uh-huh. including starring roles in films and TV sitcoms like How High and Method and Blank. He's a member of the Def Squad. Yeah. He has a colour in his name. His name is uh, Oh Redman. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Redman. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Redman. I mean, it is confusing. Sorry, it's both, isn't it, one red man? No, it and, took me yeah. a second. I was like, that was the thing I was stumbling on. I was like, it doesn't make sense. And then I was like, oh, I see. It's not his whole name. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Method Man and Redman. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Andrew, McGar- Andrew McGrath, fourth, and Jordan Ridley rounds out. Fucking fifth. hell. I would have, you could have given me two days and I wouldn't have guessed those. That's, <laughs> I just paid no <laughs> attention. So there's all that talk like a couple of years ago, or at least it feels like the last few preseasons that's been, oh, they're, you know, the Dorio and they're drafting and they're, you know, they're, they're re- you know, they're back on track after the, the, the drug saga. They've, they've rebuilt that list. They've got this exciting new talent. Do we still feel that? Or is it like, oh, maybe these kids they got and the people they brought in weren't as good as we thought? What was the – was the well, – I remember the uh, podcast Mike in Mike's uh, big year of footy got um, very angry about a tweet they sent after a game. What was that? Can you remember oh, what, what that was? was? That it was like um, – Oh, uh, gave it, gave it a hundred percent. No, it was something our like, night. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was like disappointing. Just, yeah, it was something that was something like it that made him really, really mad about. Yeah, mm, it was not ideal. <laughs> a lame. It ass. was not ideal. Not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it is fair to describe their last season as being not ideal. And coming in, you could also. Yeah. Argue that it's Brad Scott's, you know, he's just taken the reins and he's got to get to know the, you know, he's got to clean out the dead wood and get to know the players and know, you know, what kind of cattle he's got. So this season could be completely different. Yeah. Do they have, I mean, I think that they have a bunch of good players and a bunch of good young players. You could see them. I just, I mean, maybe they're a finals team, but I don't like, I just feels it feels like there's better teams in the competition than Essendon, and it doesn't feel like Essendon. That said, 
if you know you could get a full season from Peter Wright and you could get a season from Jake Stringer in the same season, for example, like they're game changing players that mm. could really turn your club around. So it's exciting when you think about it that there is a bunch of middle of the road teams which you have honestly no idea what they're going to produce this year. You know, like. From the Saints, the Bulldogs, the Bombers, like even the Hawks you could bring into that conversation. Yeah. They could just jump out of the box. And if and history like, tells us anything, really well. what, some, one team will do that. Like, And at the yeah. moment there's like half a dozen teams that you're like, yeah, any of those teams could be that team. And your fingers crossed you're if like, I hope it's my together. team because I reckon our teams that are in that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of could be good or could be shit. Uh, imagine if it's our team. That would be amazing. And then you like you don't even take into account. Yeah, that's true. Like one of our teams could be out of the box, but then it's like, look how good Collingwood yeah. and and Brisbane and GWS are. Mm. Like you sort of overcome that. You know, you got out of the muck, the swamp of those middle table teams, and then you have to actually take on some really, really fucking yeah. good teams. I just don't know. This is the era you want your team to be challenging because I think it's going to be hard to beat those three teams. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. It's that idea of going. It's like just wait yeah. until the competition gets <laughs> yeah. shit. It's our time to shine. Our, like, 2016. Our plan at the draft <laughs> is we've looked at the lists of Collingwood, GWS, etc., and decided when they're going to get shit, and we're going to try to be good then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so you're going to say middle six? I, I think middle, yeah, six, middle for, six for the bombers. That seems like a safe call. Okay. Uh, all right, the last team we're going to preview for this episode is the Collingwood Magpies. Now, uh, who is their coach? Who is their captain? Their captain is Darcy Moore. Their coach is Craig McRae. Craig Fly McRae. Um, Darcy Moore was also part of that video, the anachronistic logos and oh, early yeah. 90s tech stuff. And uh, I almost clipped it up, but I didn't. He, they, they had to reveal embarrassing first email addresses they had that they no longer use, oh, yeah. obviously. And Darcy Moore revealed that he was a big Rogue Traders fan. <laughs> so his first email address is something like Rogue underscore Trader at Hotmail. And I'm like, how can that make me like you even more? Like, to just do something, dude, to make yourself like unlikable. The he was a big Rogue Traders fan. I know, but it's adorable, right? But also that email address, rogue underscore trader, these days, like in the crypto era of online yeah. scams, is like the most scammy sounding email of Red all time. Flag. Like if-, <laughs> if you've got an email from rogue trader, delete. Do not open. Um, okay, best and fairest has to be. Oh, we know oh, this. No, we know, we know this. this. Josh it's a Dacos, yeah. not the, but not yeah. the Dacos. That's correct. How does Collingwood's voting work? Now, if Sydney's going to hand out 7,000 votes a game, like Collingwood has to rep Victoria and top it. Do you think that they'll go, because it's a big club, big voting system, is that what you're predicting? Um, well... I'm interested to hear what their voting system is because uh, well, don't don't get too excited because it says not available. Uh, because <laughs> I because th- I wanted to know what the explanation is that Josh Dacos beats Nick Dacos in your best and fairest. Like I just I needed to know what system they were operating under that was different to the Brownlow. Not only did Josh Dacos beat Nick Dacos for the best and mm. fairest, Nick Dacos wasn't even clear second. He tied for second Are place. Are you serious? Yes, with a 
Guess who? Uh, the unlikeliest of duos. Oh. Completely I'm, different players. Uh, one is just pure silk and, and the other one is a blunt force instrument. Uh, Jordan Degoe. No. Uh, Braden Maynard. In the right ballpark. Braden Maynard and Nick Dacos are exactly as good as each other. So hang <laughs> That's on, what Braden Maynard, in Collingwood's eyes... Brayden Maynard had as good a season <laughs> as Nick Dacos. They are equal. Yes. What is release them? Yes. No wonder they've covered up whatever this voting system is. <laughs> like, it stinks, right? <laughs> stinks to high heaven. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that is that is. I mean, talk about having to go like go check the voting mm-hmm. rolls because something is something stinks down at the Lexus Centre. There's no way. I mean, this is incredible that Collingwood were able to get through the finals considering that both of their second best equal players missed games. <laughs> uh, do you know who would round it out the top five? Uh, one I'm surprised by. One is probably not so surprised. Uh, Jordan Degoe? No. Jordan mm, Degoe made okay. ranked in More tenth. an impact player, I suppose, um, than he is a top five. Okay, let's have a think about this. So top five at the – oh. Does Scott Pendlebury make the top five? Scott Pendlebury makes the top five. What a fucking Incredible. champion this guy is. Isn't he amazing? Like he's just kind of got that Robbie Flower sort of longevity and grace. Like he just doesn't seem like he's slowing. To be clocking up a top five in a premiership year when you're 78 years old. But also that's his, awesome. his statistics around top five finishes at the Collingwood Football Club is just – it's one of the most – Consistently puts him on level with Braden Maynard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's like right. Actually, he, we don't know how this voting's done. It's all got a little sus <laughs> yeah. now. But he, you could be. Uh, it could be argued that he's not ever going to be regarded as the greatest player in the history of the AFL, right? But could he be regarded as the most consistently Consistent. good player in the history of the yeah. AFL? Because just the fact that every single year he has managed to be sort of the top five player at his club for his entire career at that club over such a huge amount of games. It's, it'd be. He's never won a Brownlow, mate. He's never won a Brownlow. I mean, he, he should have probably, though, shouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, who came in fourth? Now, this is a surprising result. Okay. A much maligned, a highly decorated but much maligned player. Oh, highly decorated. Traded in. But much maligned. Uh, Bobby Hill? Much maligned specifically by one coach. Oh. Um, <laughs> Ironically, it was a Collingwood coach. Uh, so, hang on. He was maligned by, uh, by a Collingwood coach, did you say? By a Collingwood coach, yes. Perhaps not this one. Oh, I see. Like by a previous Collingwood coach, this player wasn't a- very famous quote about why they did not tag this guy. Uh, oh, because he, uh, oh yes, uh, Tom. Uh, 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 oh God, uh, to- to- Tom. Uh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ! Right. Um, Use your words. Yeah, I know, but I, I I'm not saying like in my brain. The- I believe he's the yeah. son of comedy comedy company legend who portrayed Con the Fruiter. Tom Mitchell. So, yeah, sorry. Brownlow medalist, Tom Mitchell. Mitchell. I'm so sorry, Tom Mitchell. That's <laughs> I kept having Tom Williams in my head and I'm like, no, that's Tom the Chippy. So that's definitely not the one I'm thinking of. 
Yeah, that's some pretty great. He like, had a good Fredudu season. Came he had a very in. good season. But what a luxury to walk into a team that's at that level mm. and you don't have to. Like he came from Hawthorne, right, yeah. to be the number one guy. And so he just goes into Collingwood. It's like, oh, yeah, you've got like heaps of good midfielders. I can just ply my trade. And it doesn't matter if my, I get ineffective possessions, according to you, Nathan Buckley. doesn't matter because I can pass them out to people who make them very effective. Okay. Particularly so, yeah, Braden Maynard. That makes a lot of sense to me. I'm happy with that. So do we get the fifth? We haven't got the fifth yet. Uh, no, that was Pendles. Oh, yeah. Um, Pendles was fifth. Yeah, okay. You're going to have to use your IQ to work out who sixth was. Uh, Quentin Maynard. Is that what his name is? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just have a, a stroke? <laughs> Quentin Maynard? <laughs> Isaac Quainer. Braden Maynard. <laughs> Who's Quentin? <laughs> That should be Pete Hellyer's new Collingwood Quentin Maynard. Character. Quentin Maynard. I don't know if he should blackface it, though. Maynard! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, I tell you what, the guy came in seventh. He snapped to it. <laughs> I couldn't, that's a terrible clue. Um, he snapped. Uh, snapped. Um, uh, um, um, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. He <laughs> he's he's a cool guy, <laughs> and he snapped to it. Uh, um, a cool snap, a cold snap, something about cold. Uh, something about yeah, or even um, uh, you know, uh, loves a bag of potato chips. <laughs> specifically, when they're <laughs> oh fuck, Jack Crisp is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, in yes. eighth, mm. okay, you go out to dinner with your Italian friend uh-huh. and the bill comes out yeah. and you start arguing over who's going to pay. Yeah. He might yell this out. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maya check. It's a Maya check. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh, real proud of you, mate. That was so good. <laughs> Brody Majacek <laughs> came in at eight. <laughs> um, in ninth place, Darcy Moore, and we mentioned Jordan Begoli. Yeah, okay. In tenth. Wow. All right. That is uh, our preview episode for this week. One more to go before the season proper. Uh, comedy festivals are coming, uh, Will. Uh, have you got some exciting things to talk about? Yeah, I do. Uh, I uh, Will Legitimate, which is the name of my uh, standing up comedy show, um, is on tour all over Australia. So comedy.com.au if you want to come and see that. And should we mention that we are doing something, Charlie? Yeah, yeah, we're doing something. Um, uh, we're bringing our podcast, Tofop, I guess. I mean, look, we do lots of podcasts. Will and I are doing a show at the uh, uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the yeah. Basement Comedy Club. Dates I've completely forgotten. Can you remember? Oh, what you I go to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival website and uh, the tickets yeah. will be 
available, I assume. Is that what we yeah. did? Are we uh, doing it what, through the comedy festival? I think what, or are we just doing it through the basement comedy club? What did we do? I think we're just doing it through the basement. Okay. We'll put a, I don't know. We'll put a link. We'll put a link we in actually, the you know what, maybe we're just <laughs> doing some sort of little renegade thing. So, <laughs> so it turns out uh, it's probably not on the website, uh, but we will, yeah, we'll put a link somewhere. And um, uh, if you enjoy Charlie and I talking bullshit to each other, we have another show where we talk bullshit to each other all the time and it's called Tofop. And, uh, yeah, you can check that out. And we're doing a live one in Melbourne. You can find it in this very feed. We'll be back next week. Play on, not 15. We're here to say that's not the case We'll just go out and wing it We are 